Hello and welcome to episode 20 of season 2. We're almost there. We almost made it. Uh, I'm Nate Roberts. And I am Rodney Godek. Cheers, brother. Uh, cheers. <clears throat> um, so we're doing something a little special tonight. Uh, we're going to be doing a holiday episode of sorts. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about uh, the year so far. Um, and, you know, and some other things, some nice things, some not so nice things. I, uh, I've got a good feeling about tonight. I think that it's going to be fun. Uh, the only hesitancy I have is like, you know, it's my connectivity and things, uh, with our new, there's new setup that I have, uh, I'm still working out bugs. And so you'll just have to respond to me, um, live if you see any issues, because I've already got latency things on my end as far as not being able to see you talking uh, the way I normally do. So uh, we'll figure that out. Just let me give me a heads up. So, yeah, yeah, I was looking forward to tonight. We were kind of scram- not scrambling per se, but oh, the year was so flooded with high rates of releases. Every week there was practically a new release, a lot of well-known IPs, always something to watch. And it's now starting to trickle a little bit as we get into the winter months. Um, some things that have been committed for next year, a couple holiday releases, which we'll be getting to. But it's a lull right now, and we had some movies we wanted to talk about. And what we decided was we'd abbreviate it and have more of a free-form Thanksgiving celebratory episode with short reviews about the movies that we did watch this week. And I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I agree. Uh, so I'm going to go first, um, and we'll just get these reviews out of the way so we can get into the the meat of the episode um sure as you may have already gleaned uh as the the listener um we were not very excited (laughs) after watching these films about this episode um so without further ado let's uh take it over to the website for chuyen ma gan na the Vietnamese horror story. <laughs> the film has dark demonic colors with material from everyday life. The culture and beliefs, customs and habits of the Vietnamese people will be a highlight in this work. Besides the Ooh. horror dot 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 besides the horror scenes. Okay. Uh I'm gonna guess that, that was written um in Vietnamese and translated by an English speaking moron. <laughs> So what we have here, uh, Vietnamese Horror Story, is an anthology film. Um, Three stories, uh, interconnected, um, not really, very loosely, um, uh, physically. Like, they kind of uh, pass from one story to another, almost like they're in the same city. Um, But they're also all kind of... uh, be careful what you wish for uh, stories. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, each one of them, the protagonist is trying to do something, um, you know, fantastic with their life, and and they might make a sacrifice uh, to do so, and you know, and then it ends up, you know, biting them in the ass, which is you know the the story of any kind of uh, genie or where the saying comes from. So what I saw here was, uh, you know, it's foreign, so you never know if the acting is good, but it seemed good, um, especially the first story. In fact, the first story is actually pretty good. It it goes downhill from there um, rather rapidly. Um, bad CG, uh, bad effects, no atmosphere at all. Um, it kind of is just like... Uh, like they were trying to mimic the um Japanese horror style of of yeah. very slow, intense, eerie, and then a jarring, like shocking sound with some kind of grotesque not never a creature, always like a human uh, you know, transposed or, or something like just just strange, very strange visuals. Um and then and then it cuts away real quick and then it's gone, right? It's just like a flash 
and it kind of screams at you. They yeah. were also all ghost stories, um, which is yeah. another thing that's big in Japanese horror. It's all paranormal. It's all ghost. Uh, you know, not a lot of monsters. Um, sure. And so this was like, was it anthology, uh, like in the way that the VHSs were, which we just recently talked about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was three. Like where it just cut to the new show. <laughs> yeah, except it kind of, it kind of panned. Like they were, the, all these took the stories take place in the same city. So like when you saw the last okay, person, yeah, yeah, yeah. like walking down the sidewalk, and then it pans over to the sure. to these two people arguing, and then it follows them into the next story. Um, yeah. So the first okay. story was like a woman who wanted to become an actress, and she moved in with a famous actress uh, to be like her apprentice, and and that story was pretty good. And then the second story was a kid who wanted to be a magician. And then the third story, I I can barely remember. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I give Vietnamese Horror Story a 2 out of 10 for the first story being pretty good. Um, a absolute uh, pass. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I was spared that experience. So let me jump into the movie that I had watched. Um, we kind of watched these. We each picked a movie and started watching it, and we were going to watch the second one. But then once we each had informed, like, eh, we kind of were both hesitant to waste another hour, half of each other's time. So uh, fortunately for me, you watched the longer runtime. So uh, I watched Deep Fear, a recent acquisition for uh, Screenbox, of which I signed up for the free seven-day trial when we reviewed uh, last week's episode, right? Yeah. Or did I – what were we watching last week? Uh, all Jacked Up and Full of Worms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, sidebar, uh, the lead in that uh, – I can't remember the gentleman's name, uh, the actor. Benny or he the was other also, guy? Benny, Benny. But no, Benny was the, the weird white guy, the other guy, the black dude. Yeah. He um, was in a film that I just watched that I've been meaning to watch by Riley Stern called um, – the Art of Self-Defense, a dark comedy, and it's amazing. I watched that because I was into him. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, but he made, uh, which is now streaming on Hulu, Duel, which stars Karen Gillum and Aaron oh. Paul from Breaking Bad fame. Right. And it's a certain, it's a very specific kind of humor, but if you're into it, it's extremely well executed and it's a riot. Uh, you're sort of like laughing in disbelief. There's very awkward exchanges between the characters. The dialogue is very random and and weird, and uh, I think it's just this. It's the director and writer Riley Stern's kind of mannerisms and the way that he is. He is he kind of acts this way. Anyways, art of self defense. The guy from All Jacked Up and Full of Worms has a, a character in the art of self defense, and I saw him and I was like, oh, that's the guy. How insanely coincidental was that? It was fantastic. So, uh, Duel was the, also uh, very good. Yes, Duel is great, and uh, Art of Self-Defense is leaving Hulu as Duel is just now entering Hulu, so please watch both. So back to the point of it. Screenbox, I canceled the subscription. Tomorrow is going to be the, the seventh day, so thank God. Deep Fear, Paris, the 80s. Three students decide to celebrate their graduation with a visit to the Paris catacombs when they discover the legendary 717 bunker. Little do they know, it's not the only thing Nazi soldiers have left behind them. So here's the thing. I didn't read this. I didn't know anything about it. And it would have immediately turned me off because it just sounds so cheesy and stupid. And I would have been right. Uh, <laughs> Screenbox or U.S. distribution has masked the absurdity of the foreign film. This is French, I believe. Uh, Paris, obviously. Uh, the... Their stuff is just 717 Bunker, and it's got a the zombie Nazi on the cover with swastikas, and it's like, okay, I can see why they didn't want to release that like that in the U.S., but also, why get the film in at all? Because it's not good. <laughs> so, um, this is done before. Everything in this film, there's nothing unique about this, and nothing that happens in this film is going to be executed in a level that makes it uh, worthwhile in any way, shape, or form. There's no coherent plot or story, it does follow a narrative, but it's almost as if they were like, we're going to make a movie that's about exploring the catacombs, 
<laughs> and yeah, there's gonna be Nazis in there because you know they would have been underground in Paris whenever World War II was going on. What if one of them was still around? Because we haven't explored all the catacombs. But that's it. We're just gonna shoot film uh, that has that stuff in it, but no coherent from A to Z during the whole movie. So it's very frustrating because the things introduced during this movie that never pay off or never explained or never mean anything. It's just there. <laughs> and so um, it has a couple neat elements. Like it does feel a lot like <clears throat> the descent because when they're in the catacombs to get from one passage to the next, they have to traverse like a, uh, a, a entry or a portal that's more or less the size of a, a average size um, person. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm feeling a lot better, but there's still like some lingering cough. Uh, so those scenes were really intense and great uh, because you're like stressed out because, I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, but I am definitely not be the kind of person to crawl through a hole that's only big enough for me because I would hyperventilate probably and, and have a panic attack. So those scenes yeah. are nice uh, and it's heightened because like the metro is around. So like the things are shaking and it's like, oh, this tunnel, we dug this tunnel and it could collapse at any moment. This isn't an official thing. So like there's anxiety there and those scenes are good. But everything else about the story doesn't make sense. These people are more or less, we're going to go away to school, so let's do a fun adventure. A girl contacts her drug dealer, and he's like, I got the coolest thing. We're doing catacombs. And they're kind of making fun of him, like, because he calls himself a cataphile, and they've got a catamap, and, like, the one guy is making fun of him, like, how douchey it sounds, and it, and it is, uh, admittedly. But they get down there. It's kind of cool. There's other people that are into it, and then they explore this unknown zone. And the movie opens with one person down there tagging and a creature, you see a POV of like a creature slinking about and then the guy disappears and goes away. You kind of find out one of the people that's part of this catacombed uh, group, his, her brother disappeared two, two years ago because that happened in like 79 and now it's 81. I, the time period also doesn't mean a fucking thing aside from the fact that there's Nazis. <clears throat> so this might've been like, you know, when skinheads were cool and like metal or hard edge punk, like the look of it was like in vogue in a sense, you know, or like American history X type shit was going on. It was the same bullshit, but like it had an aesthetic that people were into. So you couldn't really tell like, are they skinheads or is it just, they want to adopt the fashion and the sort of is related to like, uh, you know, uh, alternative punk rock and shit like that. There's skinhead characters that are in the, that are accosting the catacombers. Uh, so like there's sort of like a mulligan because it's like oh these are the bad guys and there's gonna be like just like a, like a an altercation between two normal people in a weird environment and they have to they escape and this like and that but then they escape them and they get into this Nazi bunker and see all the Nazi stuff oh and then come to find out he's been doing drugs <clears throat> and is eating people to stay alive uh he's speaking German you don't know what he's saying they don't subtitle it. <laughs> and so now it's a cat and mouse because he's chasing them down because he wants to eat them for whatever reason and defend his bunker or the war's still going on and who knows what. There's a zombie dog. That's what killed the guy at the beginning of the movie, but they never the, – you see the zombie dog in the hallway, and it's a shitty CGI z zombie dog, like Resident Evil 1 PlayStation zombie dog. <laughs> and and then you never see it again. It's just gone. Like he, he whistles and he says something in German, and – that's it. The zombie dog's gone. So the whole impetus of the beginning of the movie is just, we're done with that. More cat and mouse. Like, and there's, now, the one thing that, this movie's going to get a 4 out of 10. And that seems generous. But it's not awful. It's watchable. It just doesn't do anything. It's laughable at moments. And it's okay in some moments. But there are some good practical effects. Some of the deaths are, people get mangled. Like, the zombie dog eats a guy's foot. There's a you know a foot that's missing and looks really good, practical. Uh, the one girl whose brother went missing, she dies first. Her arm is like all gone and it's very uh, grotesque. <clears throat> that looks good, but it just doesn't do anything. So cat and mouse by the time it, they run away, uh, and like the cover is the end scene of the movie, which is so fucking stupid that people still do that. Uh, where she like finally is gonna escape because someone sacrificed themselves to delay the zombie Nazi SS guy. <laughs> she climbs the, te the the sewer 
to get to the grate, but it's welded shut, which they mentioned earlier. So you knew it was going to be happening. She gets up to it, and she's like, help, help, and no one's helping because they can't hear her or don't want to because it's in Paris and no one cares. <laughs> and um, she gets snatched back down from, like, it's, this is like a 20- or 30-foot sewer drain thing. She climbs it. <clears throat> so somehow I guess the Nazi guy climbed it up and pulled her down and, you know, cut the credits. So just nothing, no purpose to anything. None of it makes sense. There's no point, like, what's the point, like, the missing brother, the fact that they're going to school and they want one last hurrah, the skinheads just end up getting dispatched by the Nazis. I guess that's kind of a fun part. <laughs> like, the Nazi skinheads find the catacombers, and the Nazi skinheads are, like, going to, like, fucking get them. And then the uh, the SS zombie guy comes by, and they're like, oh, shit, that's our fucking guy. And they're, like, they're CKLing him, and he comes up, and he just fucking, like, goes right through them and, like, kills them. And so that's satisfying in some way because it's, like, they thought he was one of them. Right. Uh, but not so much because he's an undead Nazi, not a normal, real-life skinhead Nazi. Yeah, not the, not the good kind. <laughs> like you like. He's not the good Nazi. Just like, what's the point of this movie? <laughs> it makes no point. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do anything. It's just, like, Nazis, catacombs, let's make a movie. Sure. Yeah, and that's it. Um... If you want a movie that has feels like this, I would recommend As Above, So Below. Um, so, you know, a four out of ten. Uh, it is not good. It, I'm being very generous with the four just because of the practical effects and the yeah. fact that it was watchable. And if you want to watch a Nazi zombie movie, uh, just watch Dead Snow. It's uh, the only one that's good. It's They don't need to make any more Nazi zombie movies because Dead Snow exists and because it's so yeah. good. There's literally this movie no came out this year. Yeah. Why would this movie get made? Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like your movie so, was more fun than mine, though. Mine was really serious. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Um, it does sound like mine was more fun. Uh, so, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> You'll just have to watch. I mean, I'm definitely theater. hyping it up. You know, yeah, I'm really, yeah, like, true. I'm selling it. You know, they should be paying me. For this fucking advert, because... Yeah. Oh, speaking of being paid, uh, sponsored by Bubbly. Michael Boulé? Yes. Robert Goulet. Uh Yeah, so you're having Bubbly. I'm having a uh, an old-fashioned, uh, because when it's Thanksgiving time, uh, it's yeah. Santori time. It's Santori. <laughs> All right. Review's over. So... Let's uh let's talk about what we're thankful for, Rod. Um I'm gonna start with the podcast. I think oh, yeah. I think season two, uh compared to season one, great success. Um we've uh you know, we've worked out the kinks, the format is, is a little more streamlined now. Um we actually have some subscribers versus last mm-hmm. year where we had like almost none. And we just kind of powered through because <laughs> we're like, we just got to make the content, content, con- you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm thankful for the podcast, and which which leads me to you, Rod. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you because I couldn't do this without you. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here with me tonight. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I feel the same. Look, I was going to say the same. I'm thankful that we're doing this. Uh, it's a lot of our spare time, which is, you know, few and far between moments that we get it. Uh, we do dedicate time watching films and then, you know, figuring out how we want to talk about it and, and things like that. So, you know, we're, it's uh, time well spent because, you know, getting to bullshit with you about it and producing content for people to maybe be entertained by it. If they are, if one person's entertained by it, great. If, if more are even better, but we do it because we enjoy watching and then talking about it. And so I'm definitely thankful for all of that the same. And I, and I appreciate you, brother. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I can't imagine doing it with anyone else. So <clears throat> the only other thing I'd be thankful for is, you know, horror seems to be a, uh, a, a genre that well, is just getting better. 2022, this year has been amazing. 2022 is the year of the horror film. Uh, you yeah. know, forget the rabbit or the fucking goat or whatever it is this year. It's the year of the horror film. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let the Asian references go. You can put online to you right now. <laughs> yeah. I can get on the on 
I thought we were stopping Asian hate. They're man. they're a Vietnamese <laughs> calendar because whatever year it is on their calendar, <laughs> fuck that year. <laughs> so, oh man. Yeah, there's been so there's been some fucking bangers. Now here's bangers. the thing: we're gonna be we're gonna be doing our top five year end very soon. Yes. Uh, I will say there are standouts. There's not. There's only a but. There's only a couple that are like absolute near and dear to my heart from this year, and I think that that's 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 a good thing, really, because you can't expect so many to land. But a lot of the ones that are like were anticipated this year uh, because they were existing intellectual properties that, or, you know, franchises were fine. They weren't like blowing my socks off type movies, you know? And so while I think it was a heavily flooded year and there's a lot to be thankful for with what was being made, they were, they were good and serviceable, but nothing was really like taking it to the next level as much. It was not as much or, the way it was taking it to the next level just didn't land for me. You know, people are, they can't get Ty West stick out of their mouths. Pearl is like the darling of this year. And I mean, it's just, it, who, and Mia Goth, you know, and it's just, it didn't land for me. No, Pearl was not good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whoever needs to hear that. It has to be said. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, the, it, I go between, you know, whenever we have uh, feelings like that, that seem to be so uh, contrarian to the general populace and probably the majority opinion, like we're the dissenting opinion here. We are, uh, you know, we're, we're saying abortion's okay <laughs> for the Supreme Court and we're right. <laughs> But, but the court has decided Ty West and Pearl are awesome. Uh, and it's, it feels weird to be in that situation, you know? Uh, everyone can feel their own way, but I just feel so strongly, at least in this regard. And I'm not putting Ty West on blast. It's a no. good movie. No, it's, it's it fine. A... But people are choking on it. I yeah. can't. Sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't crack my top five. It wouldn't crack my top twenty. Um, not for twenty twenty two. Too many good movies. Too. Yeah. Too. So many. So many breakout first features that were home runs. I'm gonna give them yeah. more credit. I'm gonna give them more credit than I give Pearl. I have to. Um, like yeah, you know, it's, absolutely. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a seven, but it was your first outing. I mean, that you know that has to. Be, say something. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, and whenever you're p- coming up with a creative new uh, movie. Now, Pearl obviously was new and creative, uh, at least expanding upon X, but, um, you know, I think it was that that was him more so striking when the iron was hot with the availability of being funded to do a pet project. And he just like, you know, uh, and wanted to do something that was a, a period piece of sorts were shot as if it were made in a certain era. But yeah, there's so many unique new stories that were made that were, for us, I think there's plenty of sixes, but there were sevens and some eights in there that were unique new uh, tales that were being told that aren't going to be in our top five, but are all worth watching. And I would recommend and I would support someone seeing it and I would rewatch it for the most part if I had the chance to, you know? Yeah, I think think what was my... My highest rated um, first feature, I think, was Sissy. Um, yeah, Sissy was great. Sissy, Sissy came was... out not long ago. We did it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Sissy was a great uh, movie, and and for to be to be like so new into some in someone's career like that, oh! that movie had it had everything. It had polish. Uh, you know, it it had the effects. It had the it had the story. It had it all. Um, yeah. Yeah, unique take, uh, twists, um, some things that were predictable but still kept you entertained and on your toes and embraced some of the madness that it was doing. That's the thing. A lot of films, uh, they, like, flirt with uh, absurdity or insane things. It's like, but they, like, they play it too safe, and they don't just go all in on it. Uh, That reminds me of one film I think we did at the beginning of this year or end of last year, uh, Superhost. 
where the couple are web streamers, which again is a, is a trope that's been done to death uh, at this point, but where they're, um, they go to Airbnbs, review it, and then do YouTube videos. And so they go to this new one and there's this weird host that's like going out of her way to try to make sure they have a good stay. And she seems sort of like off her, uh, off the hinges. And it kind of leads into chaos when the host becomes this maniacal character. And that's when the movie shines. They just held back on that for too long to hook you. Once she started acting really insane, it got very engaging and very good because she was the star. The two leads that were the YouTubers were not. So it's like that movie could have been fantastic had they embraced the crazy early on. And I think that's what uh, this year is a highlight and example of. The movies that separated them as better were the ones that just went all in. You know, the way that Fresh went all in, the way that Barbarian went all in, Sissy went all in. It just, it gets into it and it just plays with it. And that's, it's weird and it doesn't make sense and it's odd, but that's what's intriguing about it because it's different than new. You're not yeah. used to it. I think that's I think that's my favorite thing about Barbarian and, and and the other two movies you just mentioned is that it does it creates this world, says these are the rules, and it plays and it just plays in that world. It, and and the <laughs> rules are the rules are laid out for you, and 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 more rules might be added the, as you watch and you get deeper into the film. But it doesn't it doesn't break the rules once it once it sets them up. Like the yeah. the, the madness of Barbarian. With that that with that crazed the mother right, and mm-hmm. and she never she never like settles down right like she has to act a certain way and she delivers in every scene that she's in. Yeah, I, when I rewatched it with Sarah, by the end of it, I was really sad for her. I was I very much right? sympathized with her because she's very much an innocent of the movie. She's a vehicle for destruction. But it only comes from love, and she doesn't know any better, right? Because of how she was, she was raised. raised. She was raised by nature a nature versus nurture type thing. She was raised by a breastfeeding video. <laughs> yeah, well, in <laughs> a serial rapist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like in in a underground. Yeah. So you know, picture Gollum with. <laughs> right. And by the way, speaking of Gollum, that's the segue. I, this is something I'm not thankful for, Nate. I, I continually misplace things. I have something, and I put it somewhere. And it's an important thing, and you would think, I'm going to put it somewhere I'll remember. Mm-hmm. And I can't count. I don't probably want to know how many hours, and I'm like or days at this point, of my life I've wasted looking for something that I should know where it is or whatever. In this last episode, uh, or last, last week, Christ, I was looking for some screws for this appliance that I was repairing, and I don't know where I put them. And I was looking for hours, dude. And I was just thinking, like, how upset I am mentally that I can't find what I lost. And I'm just thinking how distraught Gollum would have been <laughs> losing the fucking one ring. Like, yeah. the most amazing item you can ever imagine that he had for five hundred decades or centuries. Five hundred And then he loses it. He'd be out of his fucking mind. Are you kidding me? I can't imagine. It's totally warranted. Every anything bad that he did, I get it. Wow. So anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, uh Superhost, uh alongside Studio Six Six Six, episode sixteen of season one. Um oh, cool. if you wanna go back and check that out. Uh okay. On the other end of the spectrum from movies like Sissy and Barbarian, Hellbender this year. Um, yeah. The 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 most indie of the indies, I think, that we watched. It was, yeah. Well, I mean, that we enjoyed that we watched. I mean, I would say, right, you know, right. 60, 61st uh, World <laughs> Fair, very indie of indies, but very garbage of garbage. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Hellbender, uh, we really liked it. Uh, Written and directed by the Adams Family, uh, starring the Adams Family. Um, I even have the soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, so you know, if you're watching rock and roll, you yeah. guys are awesome. Yeah, um, we, it was earlier in the year. Um, yeah, yeah, it was episode fifteen. It's a good movie. It's, it's different. It has a weird, unique way of doing storytelling. The imagery is pretty cool. Uh, it's a coming of age type story. 
it was yeah, it was very enjoyable. Uh, I think it was even set in uh, the Northeast, if not upstate New York. Um, witchy horror was a big thing this year, dude. Uh, a lot if you were a fan of witches or folk horror, so this much was a fo- good year. So much folk horror this year. Uh, Hellbender, You Won't Be Alone, Hatching. Um, da, 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 there was another one. Yeah, uh, uh, what's it called? Um the you uh can't uh uh you're not you're my not mother. my mother you're not my mother yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, arguably men sort of a, a <laughs> yeah yeah I'd I'd put men on that list um, yeah and then where's the rest of my list there uh, for folk horror no not that one slap face is sort of like that sure, uh, the sure. cursed the cursed the almost cursed. I mean it's it's, it's that werewolf was, but it's that was our first review of 2022 was the curse. Uh it was it was the very first it was a uh, it was released in theaters. Yeah. Uh and it was a new werewolf movie that just like popped out of wherever had like no publicity and it's a very serviceable werewolf movie. Werewolf oh. movies are not always great. And this we was did, better than average. We did it with All the Moons, which is all, all, also definitely folk horror. Yeah, another folk. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It just wasn't it, – that one wasn't, I don't think, this year. I think that one was a little bit Oh, older. it might have been but a 2021, still, yeah. Yeah, but also, yeah, great. I mean, how uh, – a, a very if, – if that's your jam, folk horror, this year had a lot to offer you. I'm just looking yeah. at my list to see if we had missed anything. Um. I'm definitely going to say, again, watch Hatching if you haven't. Um, definitely, definitely get right into that movie. Yeah, I don't think that there was uh, much else. So, <laughs> Gary is 61st. I gave a 1 2. That's funny. That's scary at 61st, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I love how that girl was in uh, was in uh, was so all, all the words. Really, <laughs> I was like, can she be in a film where she's not, like, her only purpose is to, like, have sex with another character? Like, she, like... Uh, well, you know... Like, I, I can't pay attention. It's early in her career. It's, it's just... Yeah. You know, she, so, like, it, she's got a writer. She's like, I have to be in a film where I'm getting finger-banged by somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably, preferably a woman with a mullet. Okay. <laughs> Who has a fixation on Jeffrey fucking Epstein. Yeah. And wants that to carry her movie because she can't write for shit. All right. So we talked about big budget. We talked about indie. Foreign was also huge this year. Um, I think the, the tops for me in Foreign was The Innocence. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say Hatching again. Um, yeah. But... Um, uh, let's you throw won't, uh, you won't the be alone. sadness in there. The sadness. Oh, the sadness was epic. It's uh, easy to dismiss the sadness because it is so, like, crazy, craze balls. Like, it's just, yeah. it's it's you know, its own thing. It's almost as if, it's, like, it's not a snuff film, but it's just so over the it's top. It's just so over the top. I mean, I've watched that opening scene, I think, like, ten times, just showing a friend. Like I'm like you yeah. gotta watch the sadness here. Let me show you this this like 30 second clip of this. Well, like where they were the, the, where the, out at the at the restaurant. At the restaurant where the grandma yeah. the grandma zombie like grabs the fryer and bashes the guy's face in with it. Oh, they're they're hooked. Like those people go home yeah. and watch the movie immediately, and then then tell me that I'm disgusting. Yeah. Um, Why? Well. <laughs> Yeah, the dude, the dude in the basketball court. Getting his yeah, mad <laughs> against barbed wire. And then, and then the the hero stops him, and he goes, he goes, "Why'd you do that? I was about to come." And you're just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> so fucking wrong. Um, uh, okay. But they knew what they were doing. Again, the crazy. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. That was the whole point, and they didn't shy away from no the 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 taboo there was uh, <laughs> they left nothing to the imagination <laughs> in this movie the, you you saw it all um so some more some more foreign uh we had piggy we had watcher um mm. we had b- 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 is that it that might have been it. Oh no, I'm sure that's not it. Uh, uh yeah. Some like it rare. Out. Some like it rare. Yeah, that was a very uh, fun one. Uh, uh Deep Fear, uh, of course. I'll mention, <laughs> I'll mention um 
all my friends hate me because I enjoyed it. But all you my know, friends it's, hate it's, me. It's, yeah, I was going. Turned, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I was going. More yeah, for, no, I think that that might be it. But um, because oh, subtitled. Yeah, if you want to just do, if you want to just do, that was, uh, they're foreigners. Some Brit comes into the country. <laughs> we're not looking at him like a normal person. We want to just do foreign. No, we, no offense. We also have um, uh, what is it? Oh, man, I think I feel, I feel like we just saw. If you wanted to just do foreign, we just watched. Um, it was what a recent review. Oh, let the wrong one in. Oh, <laughs> and and technically, you're not my mother. I think was uh, Irish. Uh, speak no evil. Speak no evil. Came out. Oh, that yeah. was I really liked that movie too. It was good, but it was just you know it's it, it wavered on that line like do you suspend disbelief or do you not? And I do think it not, polarized yeah. a lot of people because it's like no, this is stupid. No one would do this. They hated that because they couldn't let go uh, and just go with the characters. Uh, and then I I have I watched the remake of Good Night Mommy, which was American, but the original, which is the one that you should be watching, is fantastic. This remake yeah. I gave a four out of ten. Uh, the original is like a eight or eight. Not good. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> uh, after foreign, I mean, uh, what else do we have? We have a bunch of stinkers. Uh, we can talk about the stinkers. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, things that should have been, could have been, should could have been, should but been. weren't. Uh, you know, they slash them. Kevin Bacon. Camp uh, Crystal Lake all over again, uh, but this time it's going to do an LGBTQ plus rehabilitation camp, and it's not going to do anything interesting with the story. Uh, yeah. So Halloween ends. Down. Halloween ends. Um, cool uh, Michael Myers movie. Um, did you plan on casting Michael Myers in this Michael Myers movie? No. no? Okay. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. How about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which actually we kind of we kind of liked it for its gore. We had a five with it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was entertaining. It was stupid as fuck. It was yeah, it was popcorn horror, but it was yeah. still it was okay. Firestarter yeah. um, remake this year. <laughs> Ooh, big bomb! Yeah, Firestarter was awful. Everyone and that's everyone agrees that that was oh, not that a good movie. Was terrible. The Jeepers Creepers three. Which at this moment has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I have not watched it yet, so I don't think I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I've seen clips, and they do not look good, uh, and so yeah, I probably will not be watching it. What they did with the character design of the creature is not nice. Uh, I think part of it is the movie, and the other part of it is uh, a certain group of critics that would just want to hate it because of the origin of the uh, IP. Right. And right. they can't dissociate one from the other. And that's valid if that's sure. if that's your thing. You know, the same way that people aren't into Woody Allen or Roman Polanski, uh, there's still – or Harvey Weinstein produced movies. Like, look, you're going to fucking see Weinstein Company on a lot of movies if you go back and watch them that are nice movies uh, that you can definitely get behind. And so it's a matter of if you can let that go or not. Sure. Uh which is hard. It, everyone has their own barometer, and that's a personal decision. So, uh, dark glasses, Argento, uh, still making movies. Still, still yeah, uh, it was okay. Uh, did, did you? Did anyone watch Day Shift? Uh, I actually watched this one. We didn't review it though. This was. Uh, I, I watched uh, half of it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not getting good. It's not getting <laughs> yeah. better." I kept. I, I stayed in all the way to the end because I was like, "It's got to get better." <laughs> like I think I think Dave Franco had one good joke and the rest right. of the movie was like terrible, just just yeah. terrible. It's just dumb. Like it was just so polished and overproduced and but watered yeah. down and bland. It had the C the you you the, the CG was thrown at your face with the fierce like the the ferocity of a Marvel movie. And you're just like, yeah. this is supposed to be horror. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> like, you're gonna you're gonna get jump cuts, CG, uh, gun fu, yeah. zombie vampire esque type things, and it's gonna like, it's it's it, it was just it's too much. Uh, There's no subtlety with that movie. It was like, uh, yeah. you know, 
a fucking Michael Bay type movie. Yeah, Michael Bay's vampires. Uh, <clears throat> Orphan first kill. Oh, <laughs> oh, what a what a stinker, man! And I wanted this to be I wanted this to be yeah. so good. I wanted it to be so good, and I love Isabel Furman, and I'm so sorry. Um, I I wanted this to is like so it. bizarre because. I think what it, what pull it up on IMDb. Uh, I think most people liked this movie. Oh, it's a seventy. It's not to the level. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a, it's seventy two percent fresh at sixty three percent audience on IMD, on. Uh, okay. Uh, which is which is average. Well, well, it's a little above average actually uh, for horror. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But it's well sixty three for audience on Rotten Tomatoes. I think is uh, is. It's a popcorn. Fair. Yeah, it's a little bit better than average. But it's not, as long as it's not an overwhelming majority. It's just that it was so heavy handed on on Twitter as far as like really sucking it off and saying how great it was. And I get that, you know, she did a good job at doing the character. It just wasn't written well. And the the plot line was kind of dumb. And it's like what could have been sounded more interesting than what it was. Uh, And. yeah, my biggest issue with it was um, the story of Orphan First Kill was the story that was revealed to be her backstory in Orphan. So we already yeah. knew the story. Why didn't she show us something else? Like, does she really yeah. go from the Orphan First Kill house to the second house? She doesn't do a couple other houses on the way. Like, there isn't more to her life. It's just these two houses she happened to do. The first movie, the, yeah. the first movie in the prequel, I don't know. They could have just picked a house, Marota story. Come on. Yeah, it's all very odd. Yeah, well, look, I mean, but in general, um, for the most part, everything that we did watch had some kind of redeeming quality in the way that we are able to capture it and discuss it here. As shitty as some of it was, it was still an enjoyable experience to take the time and to go through all the motions and in talking about it and to do a public service for the community so that you do not have to suffer through some of the garbage and are even more aware of the good stuff so that you know what to look for because horror is a genre that a lot of people don't enter because there is so much garbage and it's difficult and it's like it's different it's not like watching a a fucking action or a drama where it's like you can forgive a lot of certain things like horror because it's kind of ridiculous premises have to fire on all cylinders to capture a new viewer. And, um, and it's hard to, to find that. So I think that you need to help guide people to those films to help support the genre, uh, strengthen it with viewership and, and everything else. So, Well said, and we love it, and that's why we're here. Um, so, it's the holiday season. Uh, Thanksgiving is two two days away, and um, wanted to talk about some holiday movies. Uh, we're going to start with some Thanksgiving theme uh, movies that we did or didn't enjoy. Um, I don't know. If you've seen this one, Rodney, but um, did you ever get a chance to see Poltergeist? No, I I, <laughs> I saw I saw clips of it and I just like know that I won't like it and I didn't yeah. really want to watch it for for that for the for the kitschiness of it. Yeah, just it, camp. It's pretty much just camp, and and you yeah. also kind of have to be into musicals. Uh, like I I wouldn't if you can't. If you can't do that, <laughs> you can't stomach that. It's not going to yeah. be for you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Well, that's not. the thing. Like, that's the one thing about horror is like there's a there's a group of people that are into like really dumb shit that will have fun with stuff like that. Uh, are you going to mention the other one that has a couple films to its name? I am. I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. thank, thanks, Killing. Uh, thanks, Killing yeah. Three, which there is no two. It's just Thanks, Killing Three. <laughs> um, I have I haven't seen Thanks, Killing Three, but I really really enjoyed Thanks, Killing and Thanks, Killing is one of those campy, fun movies that I think you can watch. It, yes, uh, it's watchable, yeah, it's yeah. stupid, uh, but you're not going to, you know, you'll roll your eyes, but you also kind of chuckle and laugh at how dumb it is. Oh, uh, yeah. It's sort of in the same vein as, like, you know, Ginger Dead Man, 
Yeah. Uh, Evil Bong. And the, the, yeah, the Frosty one. Yeah. Uh, oh, ja- yeah, Jack Frost. That's a good one. Jack Frost, right. So Shannon Elizabeth's uh, feature uh, film. First, first feature. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's a couple other ones outside of those two. Do you have other ones that you want to mention? Uh, I think I just wanted to drop um, the there's there's a movie called Pilgrim. Um, yeah. On, on Hulu. And I didn't see it, but I just read the synopsis of it today because I looked it up. And it sounds it sounds I, pretty I good. It sounds, it sounds yeah, pretty good. I kind of want to watch it. Oh, and actually, there is one more I totally forgot about. And how could I forget? It stars Devin Sawa and Bruce Campbell. Oh, well, yeah. Black Friday. Um, this is a horror comedy that came out this year, or came out the end of last, last year, year. End of last yeah. year. And um, it was not good. Uh, but it it was fun. It, it was, was. It's not. It's what it was. You know, there's it, good effects. Yes. Uh, it's silly. It's not always comedically firing. The jokes yeah. don't always land. Yeah. But there's some that do. Uh, Bruce Campbell has a couple good one-liners. Devin Sawa is kind of over the top and a bit much every now and then. But sometimes he's endearing and yeah. the heart of the movie. So, I think it's fine. I think it's totally, yeah. if you want to get in the holiday spirit, that's a good one to watch uh, this year. Also, Michael J. White is in it, and he's uh, he was pretty good. He's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> no, other than that, I have nothing for Thanksgiving. I think uh, I'm, I'm ready for uh, Christmas whenever you are. Okay. The only other one I'll mention is uh, Blood Freak, which is from 72 oh. or something, I want to say. Uh, this one got brought on to my attention through uh, Red Letter Media. They did like a best of the worst uh, Halloween or at some point they talked about this. It's more or less like a like an anti-drug messaging movie where this guy like this these this druggy guy somehow can't get drugs and then he ends up getting into toxic waste or some biological testing and he turns into like a like a turkey uh, but a human body with a turkey head. And now he oh. can't do drugs, and so the only way to satiate his hunger for drugs is by killing people that have taken drugs, and, <laughs> and, then, and then it just, go, it just go, it goes from there. So uh, it sounds absurd and, and ridiculous, uh, and it is, and it has some like fantastic uh, oddness. Uh, there's definitely a trigger warning for actual killing of a of an actual turkey that's filmed sort of oh. in the same vein as Cannibal Holocaust, but this wasn't an Italian movie, I don't think. Sure. Uh, and so, like, they show it, and it's like, if, if that's not going to be something you can stomach, don't watch it. But uh, there's, uh, like, director slash narrator takes moments, and, like, they're at a desk reading narration to the, to the camera, uh, but then there's cuts of them, like, coughing and wheezing, and they don't do a second take. Like, it's just, like, as if I was talking and I have been coughing earlier – like they just leave it in, uh, <laughs> and it's part of the movie, and it seems so out of place and odd. It's a weird one, uh, and I would recommend because it's just uh, you can kind of like question what the fuck was going on in the seventies when you watch it, sure. but also enjoy some <laughs> of the insanity of it. So yeah, let's get to the Christmas stuff. All right, so we are gonna review some Christmas movies uh, later in the year, um, but we're just gonna talk generally about uh, about some ones that we've seen in the past because we're we're not gonna get a chance to, to actually review these movies. Um, I'm gonna start right. Oh, off. hey, real quick before we do that, the only th- the other Thanksgiving movies for me, I do want to say like non horror, like Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Always watch. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and also uh, one for me is uh, Dutch. Did you ever get a chance to see Dutch growing up? Oh, I've seen Dutch, yeah. Yeah, Dutch Ed is O'Neill? also yes, uh, and that kid. But th- that's yeah. also a great Thanksgiving movie. Those are two staples for me. Um, and then if I were to say the other horror one that I enjoy that's related to Thanksgiving would be uh, Adam's Family Values. Adam's Family Values. Uh, those have scenes in it that are great. Uh, you know, the where they're where they're on. Yeah, it's great. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, right. let's get to the horror. Yeah, sorry. So, so real quick, uh, I'll just reference um, the Silent Night, Deadly Night um, from a couple episodes ago. I kind of went off about all five of the movies, uh, how the first three are kind of like a trilogy, and then uh, four and five are both one shots. And I believe that it's uh, four. 
I think uh, that's right. That is the good one. It might be five because on Prime, when you, the the picture for four plays the fifth movie and the picture for five plays the fourth movie. It's the one with the lady sex call, not the okay. one about the toy makers. Let me just type that into my search query. Lady, lady. sex call movie. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So like, has, Did you has, ever watch Silent Night Deadly Night? No, but I watched a bunch of them. has like one like three-minute-long scene um, that happens to take place on Christmas. Other than that, has nothing to do with Christmas or Santa Claus like the other four movies. Um, but is really fucked up and way out there and a, and a super good movie. Some I don't know how it got shoehorned into that series, but, um, yeah, I would definitely, definitely watch that. Shoehorn. Yeah. No one uses those anymore. They, do they even still manufacture shoehorns? They must. I mean, old old well, people are still around. Yeah, well, because of the... Because of the, uh, the, you know, the vernacular, uh, I'm sure they have to. Otherwise, kids today won't know what uh, I'm talking about. Yeah. We're alienating uh, a small part of our audience, probably. I mean, they really seem to be a hindrance, you know? Yeah. Like, I've tried to use one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, actual uh, Christmas movies. Um, I was a big fan of pretty much all the Krampuses. Like, every single Krampus they put out, I watched them all a couple of years ago because uh, mm. it was like a, the Krampus fad. And I thought they were all good. But the best was A Christmas Horror Story. And if you have not seen this movie, you must see this movie. It's an anthology. Uh the narrator is a drunk Bill Shatner as the radio DJ uh, something Dan, um, Disco Dan or something like that. And uh, if you haven't seen it this holiday season, m- you must go watch A Christmas Horror Story. Okay. I, uh, is that the Rare Exports one or is that a different one? That is not the Rare Exports one. No. Okay. That one was good too. What yeah. what was that one called? Uh, a rare exports, a Christmas story, or something like that, or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I remember. I yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the other one was the well, the, not the other one, but the the main one was the PG thirteen one that actually had Adam Scott in it, which was a surprisingly good movie. Like I did yeah, not. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I didn't give it a lot of points before I watched it and uh and it was good. Yeah. What else do you have on the uh Christmas oh, for, list? For are Christmas? these the ones that you're into? Uh for Christmas I also really enjoyed uh now this is not really a Christmas movie. Um there's somehow they're they're classifying it. Um did you watch The Lodge? No. So this is a Was that on Netflix? I think it was Hulu. Um Hulu. it was uh you know a, a guy has a new his like his new girlfriend who maybe they're engaged. They bring he brings him or uh, the father brings her and their kid or his kids to this lodge in the middle of nowhere and he then has to go to work. And once he leaves, a blizzard hits. And so she's stuck there with the kids, and just weird stuff starts to happen. Okay. Excellent movie. Didn't predict the twist. The twist was was awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a very atmospheric slow burn, very um, kind of claustrophobic. If you're you know uh-huh. if you if like being lost in the not lost but like being stuck in a building in the middle of nowhere with no electricity and no cell service is kind of like a thing for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but okay, so as far that so that's like new though. That came out uh, I think 2019 or new-ish. Um, but as far as like every year Christmas movies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got to be Gremlins. Got to watch Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gremlins is a classic. Uh Shit, what was a so there's one that I've 
added to my list uh, in the past 10 years, and that's uh, called Dead End. Uh, this is I mentioned this one at some point this year. I don't remember when or why. Uh, but Dead End is like a family is going to Grandma's house through the woods uh, for Christmas dinner, and the drive gets interesting. Uh, and it's like a little family drama, and it stars uh, Leland from Twin Peaks. That might ring a bell as Ooh, far as descriptor. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's fun, and it's not very long. It's just a good, tight, yeah. small movie. Uh, so there's that. And then um, newer edition, I think I might rewatch the advent calendar. Oh, that Maybe. was so good. It was very entertaining, unique news story, and so uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, outside of that, yeah, I'm with you on Gremlins, and uh, you know, Batman Returns is a good, <laughs> not horror necessarily, but Christmas sure. related. Christmas um, what else? There has to be like a. Yeah, I guess it's just the Krampus movies because I I really loved, um, Christmas Horror Story. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess Jack Frost. I do watch Jack Frost every once in a while. Just, yeah. Just for fun. It's it's like a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but I understand that it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right. So I'll, I'll mention Black Christmas, and I'm not talking about the newer one. I'm talking about the original, 1979, um, starring Margot Kidder. Uh, I think I brought this up last week that I watched half of it um, before we came yeah. in for the episode, actually. And it was really good. Um, I haven't gone back to finish it, um, but I really, really enjoyed the first half. It has a it has a really nice, um, like, Michael Myers Halloween, original Halloween vibe to it. And um, and it's like unique enough to where I also feel like I I haven't seen it before, and mm-hmm. the characters are interesting. The dialogue is good. Like this is a late '70s movie that has that feel to it, but also I don't know. I think this movie um, kicked it up a notch, uh, like '80s style with the kills, whereas it's it's less of cutaways and they the it was like the beginning of some good practical uh blood effects or or to just trying to get a little more graphic with the kills at least uh the two kills that I saw um in the first like half hour there so just you know just for Margot Kidder's sake go check out uh the original uh Black Christmas Yeah, the only other one uh, that was recent that I'd mentioned would be, like, Better Watch Out. I was just double-checking a list, and I forgot about that one. That one's somewhat entertaining. Takes part uh, during Christmas time. Did you see that one? It's, like, 2017, I think. No, I don't think I did. Better Watch Out. Uh, yeah, there's, like, uh, kids are being babysat, and uh, stuff happens. Uh, and there's sort of twists with who is doing what. And, uh, and it's good, sort of like a survival in their house, count in my mouse type thing oh, situation cool. during Christmas time. All yeah, right. it's entertaining. Very so, nice. uh, with that being said, then uh, with what we know and like, uh, you want to preview a couple that might be coming up uh, down our pipeline that we'll be reviewing possibly in the next uh, month. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's do, we'll do the Christmas ones first, and then we'll we'll just uh, go off with the other ones, right? Sure. Uh, so. So not quite in the horror uh, wheelhouse, but we both really want to see this movie, and if if it's close enough, we might just do a review of it, right? Uh, Violent Night with uh, David Harbour. Uh, yeah, like this. Did you this, say not quite Christmas? No, not quite quite horror. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, wait, what? Isn't it like about fucking Santa Claus? It might be more like actiony. You mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna yeah. be like an action comedy, but you know, eh, if we if we can't if we can't find a movie, maybe we'll just fill it in. Um, sure. 
then we have Christmas Bloody Christmas, which I know nothing about. Um, have you uh, looked that up, or did we just find a list, it on a list somewhere? Uh, no, I just know that it's going to be coming out uh, on the 9th uh, on Shudder, I believe. And it just has sort of like a Santa-esque type person with uh, glowy green eyes and looking evil like he's going to kill people yep. instead of giving them presents. Santa embarks on a rampant killing spree through the neon-drenched snowscape. Ooh, neon-drenched. Okay, well, so that's not a... You can't just say the neon-drenched snowscape as if that's a normal sentence. Well, like, that, that's, that's from, it's from the, it's from the uh, you know, the genius that wrote the IMDb. Uh, yeah, I know, and I'm just saying, like, <laughs> so, like, because, you know, Christmas lights aren't ever described as neon when you're talking about neon, you're talking about Times Square or the Vegas Strip. Uh, yeah. So, well, just saying, Christmas lights are typically incandescent or LEDs nowadays. Yeah, this not is from, ever neon. This is, this is from Joe Bagos, the guy who did Bliss and VFW. Oh, I love Bagos. <laughs> Me too. Uh, all right, and did you say The Leech was also a Christmas movie? Yes, The Leech yes. is starring the one and only Mr. Jeremy Gardner, Jeremy Gardner, the undeniable lead of The Battery, although he's kind of co-leading that with another guy, yeah. uh, and um, After Midnight, which we talked about earlier in the year as a good rom-com type uh, Valentine's Day horror uh, genre blend treat. Yeah, no, Jeremy Gardner is just fantastic in, in the films that he's in. He's, he definitely plays a certain type or has a certain look, but he's very uh, he's very sincere in the delivery of his lines and in in his acting. It's, I don't it just it seems like an actual character, an actual human being that's being captured on film as opposed to a guy playing a, char- a certain character. It seems genuine. Uh, and heartfelt with what he does. And so this one I think is going to be more of like an insanity type uh, crazy person role where he's like all feraled out uh, like he is known to do with his beard and whatnot. So we'll see. Uh, but I expect a lot because he's just kind of fun and fantastic. And most of the projects he that he attaches himself to are really beautiful indie uh, like powerhouses. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we definitely want to check out The Leech. Um, other than that, coming up, we've got a menu, Nanny, Bones and All, Play Dead, The Apology. These are all question marks on the list. Uh, mm-hmm. We only have uh, we only have five episodes before the big uh, the big finale. Um, so you know some of them are going to have to be passed on, but um, you know hopefully hopefully we make the right picks over the the coming weeks. Yeah, we'll see. You know, if we get some more snowstorms and, uh, you know, get called uh, to stay home and not go to work necessarily, you know, we each kind of have jobs where we kind of need to work, even if we aren't supposed to be working. But uh, it might afford us some time. It's winter, you know. Most time you're you're not distracted and going out to do stuff. You're kind of staying in, and it kind of lends itself to catching up on some some TV time. And so we'll see. We might fit more in than we anticipate. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Maybe we'll walk. Maybe we'll get them all. Hopefully, they all come to streaming. So we don't have to go to the theater for them all. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a couple that I, just dropped. Uh, I want to watch Violent Night in theater. Um, definitely. It would be so weird to see in the theater. Like it just seems like such an odd premise of a movie to watch in a theater. You know. <laughs> I imagine it would be similar to how people felt going into Terrifier 2, which I never would have done, but didn't really have the chance to because it wasn't in a local theater. Right. Praise be God. <laughs> you know, it it wasn't that bad. Um, I still haven't finished it. I just I don't have any desire to. It could have just been like thirty minutes shorter. Like making that sure. movie shorter makes it better. Take take some well, of the, the unnecessary <laughs> the unnecessary story. Take it out and just most make of what it, I saw was unnecessary filler type stuff that didn't yeah. really, you know. Just make the movie all, all hits all the way to the end. You know, 
yeah. uh, call J.J. Abrams that shit and, and, and push it out. Oh, it's funny uh, that we're mentioning it because I'm pretty sure like right now they're doing a Twitter watch party uh, that – Terrifier 2? Someone – yeah, that Bloody Gut Disgusting is, uh, is hosting uh, with all the people. It's hard not they to just do it. Get their... It would be hard not to fall asleep. The movie is too long, and there's too, too many like long scenes – that are nonsensical and have no no action that you're just stuck watching. That fucking dream sequence, that's like 15 minutes long. It is, yeah. It, ha- and it, it has, it has with, no bearing on the movie at all. And it, it turns in, yeah, it means nothing other than she had a dream about him, I guess. And so like that signifies something. And I guess it, that she wakes up from it and the fire happens and she gets the sword, right? Which isn't it, important. No, no. The dream is way earlier than that. It has nothing to do with the sword. The dream sequence. No, but, but I'm gonna say, but no, I know, but oh, but she she like looks at the sword after it, the dream because the yeah, wings catch fire. Right, right, right. And so like that does yeah. something I think to the sword, or like it like it triggers something inside her, maybe. So they tease through the whole movie that um, that Terrifier is their father, the the two leads, um, brother and sister leads, and the dream is one of those like psychic connection to the father kind of things because the because the brother has it because he's got the waking dreams of the yeah. of ter of terrifier and, or of art and and art's new sidekick right and and that, that makes no sense for either of those things to be happening unless there's some kind of connection well guess what there's not or if there is they don't tell you it it is and it doesn't matter it's just like it's just it, like it's gonna look cool it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. It's just cool, and it's just it's so fucking annoying when that kind of stuff exists in the movies. Uh, I like it when it's done right. For whatever reason, this just doesn't look like it's done right. I, from what I've saw so far, yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Have fun with your watch party, you fucking losers. <laughs> it was okay. Um, all right, episode twenty in the bag. Uh, happy holidays to all our viewers. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Travel safe. Um, mm-hmm. Spend some spend some well-deserved, well-needed time at home. Uh, it's been a crazy year, I'm sure, for, for me. I can only assume it's been a crazy year for you. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Uh, I'll get Thursday, and then I'll go back to work on Friday. Uh, and speaking of which, as Black Friday and then Small Business Saturday come up, please support your local gaming stores, any small businesses that are in your store, uh, something like a Serenity Hobbies type <laughs> shop. Uh, go go on to the Etsy store. Go to Alberta Nectis. Yeah, go purchase Albert, yourself Albert some teas. Come on down Recently to Recently opened up the uh European purchasing. I've I'm selling stuff to people in Germany and to France and the UK. Uh I don't know how to use their fucking addresses, but I'm figuring it out because they <laughs> sound and written all weird. It's not normal stuff. Whatever. Uh and yeah, fucking the the basement media. Basement media is open. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Support it's... your local small businesses guys. All right. And with that for the podcast for the recently deceased I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you next week.